Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Keys 107, opening the doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness with your host, Rafika and Brother James. Welcome, welcome to the to a live show that we've been waiting for for a couple of days now. This is the Keys 107. I am Brother James. My co-host Rafika is on the line. Rafika. Hey, Brother James. I'm here. Very excited. Very excited to be talking to Joe. Let average go, Washington. Absolutely. And you know, today our topic is going to be how to find peace in your life. And I think it is apropos for a topic like this to be discussed because there is so much unrest going on throughout America today and all of yesterday and probably for days to come. But if there is unrest in the streets and there's no peace in the streets, we have to first get the peace within us. So we will have this conversation today and we will find the things that will help us to deal properly with this situation. So, Rafika, um, I want to say to you that we had a little technical difficulty coming in, but we're not going to even delay it. We're going to go right into our conversation and introduce our guest, who really doesn't need an introduction to most people. But for those of you who are listening for the very, very first time, our friend and brother, Joe Washington is a man who has been working tirelessly to inspire and inform people all over America, but not only here in America, he has been across seas, he has spent time in Africa, and he is awakening people with his conversation and his talk on letting average go, making people wake up to the fact that they can actually grow into their full potential and be the people that God has destined them to be. So without any further delay. And you Joe, know it's in, it's important to mention, James, that this is Joe's encore uh, appearance on the Keys One O Seven Network. Absolutely. We first met Joe when he was uh, promoting the book Let Average Go. Absolutely. And he said to us that he would love to come back, and, and we honored that. And he is back, and we honored it. And Absolutely. He's back. Well, Joe, your mic is live. Our lines are full. Uh, today, people are waiting your word. Come on in, Joe, and, and say hello to everyone that's on the line with us. Well, man, listen, thank you so much again for this uh, second opportunity to join uh, yourself, James, and my sister, Rafika, in uh, talking about a subject that I'm very passionate about, and that is to let average go. And so anytime I have an opportunity to share on this message or to speak on it in any way, uh, I'm honored. I thank you guys for having me on the show. This is a dynamic show. Uh, you all are some dynamic folks, man, and I am the better today having met you all and been in your presence and been able to share some space with you. So thank you guys so much for having me again on your show. Well, we thank you for giving us the time, my brother. Well, 
I know that we are going to be full of, of some good anecdotes this after, this evening, and I want to say to you that I believe that uh, what we really need is more peace in our life. I believe that God has promised to provide that peace that passes understanding. I believe that we who are filled with anxiety need to find a way to go to a quiet place and maybe perhaps pray perhaps read a scripture, perhaps listen to the meditation of our heart. But I know all that to be a truth, but I want to hear from you. How do we begin this conversation or bring people towards peace? Well, you know, I, of course, you know, I love acronyms, and so I created Hey, acronym. Joe? Yes. Joe, this is yes. Rafika. Uh, we just need you to speak up a little louder. Okay, all right. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay, is that better? A little better, a little better, yes. yeah. Okay. Uh, so, you know, as you know, I love acronyms, and so uh, at some point we'll get into the acronym that I've created uh, for the word peace. But I think it's important, you know, for everybody that's on this call today uh, that they really understand the importance of living a peace-free life. Uh, you know, too often you know, we go from one issue to the next issue to the next issue to the next issue, really never enjoying our lives and, and never really living a peaceful life. You know, we, we live a life that seems to be just so full of drama. And so we've got to be willing to participate in our own rescue, and we've got to be willing to make decisions for our lives and put a mandate not only on us, but put a mandate on others that come into our lives to let them know that, you know, my world is about living peaceful. And uh, I think when we carry that attitude, when we begin to live a life of peace, I think, man, I, I think we live longer, we age better, our bodies feel better, our minds feel better. So the choice is really up to us, uh, to mm. how we want to live. I've decided that I want to live a peace-free life. I've decided uh, that I don't want to do drama anymore. In fact, when I see drama coming, I cross the street. So we've got to make a decision uh, individually that we want to live a peace-free life. Mm. Very good. I think we're going to have to say that um, the Keys 107 is a drama-free radio show because Joe Washington is on the line. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, well, listen, um, you're so right. Peace is so elusive, and we should always be seeking it, and it just reminds me of a scripture that can't recall exactly, but I'm going to try to paraphrase it, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you call into one body and be thankful. That's the scripture in, in the King James Version of the Bible. I think it's in uh, uh, Col- uh, Colossians. And that stayed with me all day as I was preparing to receive you on the show, that we have to have let peace, the peace of God rule in our hearts. And so I think um, this is so necessary uh, to talk about because I think many of us, need God to rule in peace in our hearts. So, Joe. And, you know, and, 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 you know, Brother James, you know, the Bible says in Matthews 5 and 9, it says, Blessed are the peacemakers, but they shall be called the sons of God. Mm. God said he recognizes us by the mere fact that we are peacemakers. We're willing to uh, uh, make peace uh, any, in any situation we come in. In fact, you know, I read something that said, peace is not the absence of conflict, it is the ability to handle conflict by peaceful means. Let me say that mm. again. Yes, sir. Peace, peace is not the absence of conflict, okay? 
but it is the ability to handle conflict by peaceful means. See, it's not mm. that you won't endure or you won't encounter, uh, you know, uh, situations where there's not peace. But as the Bible says in Romans 5 and 9, blessed are the peacemakers, but they shall be called the son of God. So it's not, it's not, the, it's not the drama that comes in your life. It's how you handle that drama and how mm. you get rid of it in a peaceful way. And I think that, you know, uh, we've heard this before, Brother James, by any means necessary, I'm going to live a peaceful life. So I think it's important that we understand that we need to be peacemakers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, um, the root of peace, um, you know, it's all over Scripture, and not that we want to turn this into a a theologian seminar, but the truth of the matter is the origin of peace comes from God, and everything that was created in the universe was created from a standpoint of peace, you know, as that was part of the creative process. And I think that if people can find their way back to peace, their creative minds will open up and, and they will be blessed to live the type of lives that they really deserve and should be living. And it is the absence of peace that, uh, that does not allow them to see their way. So it is, this is a deep conversation. It is an awakening. It's a calling uh, and it's part of the resurrection process. So I want to go ahead, brother, and just jump right into the thick of this conversation. Well, you know, like I said, I, mm-hmm. I, I created an, an, you know, an acronym for the word peace. And so, you know, just taking the word P-E-A-C-E, I created these five principles that I believe are key principles on how we can get started and how we live a peace-free life. And so if you want me at this time, I'll, sort of, I'll go ahead and start with the, uh, the first letter, and then we'll mm-hmm. just work through it. You do your magic. You do what you do. But yes, the first sir. thing we've got to do, everybody listening, here, and this is so key, and I want everybody to hear this. The first thing that you and I have got to do if we're going to live a peace-free life, and that is you must pace yourself and slow down. Let me say that again. You've got to pace yourself and slow down. You've got to take time to pause and regroup. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, You've got to be willing to, or you've got to be able to just slow down. You know, I mentioned this in the very beginning. Oftentimes what happens is that when issues come, we deal with the issue, but then we go to the next issue and the next issue and the next issue, and we never take time to live a peaceful life. So I think it's important that you understand, and for those that are listening to understand, and this is for me in particular because I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of just going from one to the next to the next to the next. But I'm learning, you know, as I get older and I get more wiser, I'm learning to just pace myself and just slow down. It's okay to slow down. It's okay to pace yourself. You know, uh, it, it's, you know it, it's not, this is not, this life we live is not a 100-yard dash. It's a marathon. And so you run a marathon different than you run a, you know, 100-yard dash. So I think you got to pace yourself, and I think you just got to slow down, take it easy, see life, enjoy life, breathe the air, but just take your time. Mm-hmm. So you make a good point, Joe. You said that we have a tendency, and, I, and I'm guilty of it too, so I'm in that club with you, that as soon as we deal with one thing, Almost instantly, 
another thing comes up and we yeah. engage it and we uh, react immediately. Mm-hmm. And so then there has to be some strategy or some mechanism that we can have that would allow us to recognize when the next thing is coming. Well, you know, in my book, uh, Let Average Go, you know, the, uh, I believe it's the uh, fifth key. You know, I talk about anticipating opposition. You know, that's one of the keys. If you're going to let average go, you've got to anticipate opposition because it's coming. You know, we're all going to have challenges and we're going to have issues in our lives and we're going to, you know, we're going to deal with stuff when it comes. But I think, I think one of the ways that we prepare for that opposition or I think one of the ways that we prepare for, you know, issues that come in our lives, I think it's important, you know, that we understand the power of prayer, you know, that we don't, we don't, we don't wait for a situation to come and then deal with it. We've got to be prepared before a situation comes. So when it does come, we've already made preparation. We've dealt with it through prayer, through meditation, through whatever any you know individuals on this line, whatever you do, in order to keep yourself at ease and to keep yourself relaxed. So that's why I say you got to pace yourself. You got to slow down because stuff is going to come, but it's all in how you deal with it. And I think if you I think if your life is 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 filled with just being in such a hurry. You're going to miss some stuff. You're going to miss some key stuff that you would normally not miss if you would have just slowed down and taken it easy. So you've got to pace yourself. You've got to slow down. You're so right. I'm thinking in in different ways as to when you're talking about pacing. Pacing is rhythm, and life is nothing but rhythm. And if you're breathing erratically, then you make erratic decisions. So if you pace your breathing or pace your steps, it allows you to have an opportunity to have what you call that that moment of pause or that moment of right. peace to make right. better decisions. And not only that, even if the decision is made, right, you still have a you need time to reflect. So when you pause and you slow down, you can reflect upon the decision made or the uh, you know you you or what had happened. You can just kind of go over it in in, in your time. So you don't have to mm-hmm. rush on to the next thing and carry that baggage into the next moment. I, oh, I really, uh, I'm going to write that down. But let me just say this to everyone out there. Do like I did. Grab a pen and a pad and take notes. And so when you raise your hand in this classroom and you want to talk to Joe, you can refer back to something that he said, and we're going to help you move forward to get peace in your life. All right. And, and, and Brother James, let me say this as well, and then we'll move on from, uh, you know, pace yourself and slow down. You know, we're always, or, you know, a lot of times, you know, we, we, we always feel like if we're not doing something, then we're not progressing. Mm. You know, if we're not actively involved in something, somehow in our mind we feel like, you know, we're not moving forward. But I think that you have to do nothing as if it was something. I hope that makes sense. But you have purpose. to do nothing. You have to do nothing as if it were something. You've got to make doing nothing a part of your doing something because, you know, we, we do stuff. We actively get involved in stuff. We make stuff happen. We may write here. We may go here. We may write this. We may do this. So we're doing something. But you've got to make doing nothing something. You've got to make mm. that an active part of your life that for if it's no more than five minutes a day or ten minutes a day, just do nothing and just mm. relax. Well, before we go on to the next one, let me just say this. With that letter P and you said pace, I picked out five words since we were dealing with five principles. And that five words for that letter P was first starting with the word you said is pace. But 
We talked about prayer, purpose, pause. Oops, it was it was one more. A pace, purpose, pause, prayer, and and then it leads us to peace. So I just you know, as we were talking, I was That's just good. jotting these notes down. That's good. All right. Now going forward, what would be the next one? Peace. Starting with the next is the E. The letter E. Listen mm-hmm. to this one. You gotta exercise your right to live drama free. Mm. You got to exercise your right to live drama-free. Stop allowing people to impose upon you their issues and their dramas and their idiosyncrasies and their mess and trying to make you a part of that. Exercise your right to let everybody know that for the next 20, 30, 40 years, you are living a drama-free life. Does that mean that we're exempt from issues? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is are those things that I can't control – I am going to live in peace. And so I'm going to exercise my right. I have a right to live in peace. I do not have to live in your drama. I do not have to participate in your drama. I Mm. don't have to make myself available for your drama. I am exercising my right to live a drama-free life. Mm. Mm. It makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. And I just say to those of us who know that um, whether we live in communities, we work in some type, sometimes hostile environments, and you know that the best way to sometimes to not get into a conflict with somebody is just to avoid them. So the principle of avoidance is exercising your right to keep your 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 life drama free. If you know there's problems over there, you don't go over there. Stay away. Exercise your right. Right. To keep your mind, to Mm -hmm. keep your sanity, to keep yourself moving forward. You know, because what will happen is, and I believe it's a trick of the enemy, to get us us wrapped up in other folks' drama who don't want to be free of drama. You know, there are some people out there, and and, and there are people on this call right now, you know somebody, or you you may know several other people, but you know there are some people out there, man, that are absolutely addicted to chaos. If their life is not full of drama, they're not happy. And if they see that it's going too smoothly, they're going to they, you know, they, make sure they pop something off. And so they're addicted to that. They're addicted to the drama. They're addicted to mess. And you've got to exercise your right to say no. You've got to exercise your right to say I'm not participating in that. You have to exercise your right to say that's not a part of my purpose, my plan, my, you know, my passion for my life. So I exercise the right to live drama-free. Bless you. Keep it moving. Wish you well. But this is what I'm doing for me. Hmm. That includes friends, Absolutely. family, employers, employees, community members. <laughs> if you can't mm-hmm. live in peace with them, move on, right? Move on. Move on. And, and you know, I said this uh, when I, I spoke at a conference in Greensboro. Um, and, in fact, we'll get into it on, on, on the next key. I'm, I'm going to share something with you, what I learned about people. But, yeah, you got to exercise your right, man, to live drama-free. We all have that right to live the life that we've designed or the life that we see for ourselves. Mm, beautiful. And, you know, Joe, it's okay to be verbal with it. It's okay Absolutely. to verbally tell somebody, I am exercising my right to be drama-free. Absolutely. You're not going to engage me. Right. Oh, I like that, Rafiki. Absolutely. You're not going to en- you're not going to engage me. I love that. 
You are not going to engage me. You're not going to ruffle my feathers. You're not going to make me move outside of my, uh, my, you know, my comfort space or my peace space. You are not going to do that. I love that. Mm. Okay. Okay. All righty. I'm I'm good. So so far we've covered pace yourselves, exercise your right to be drama free, and now we're mm-hmm. moving forward. The letter, letter A in peace. I love mm-hmm. this one, man. Listen, write this down. You got to avoid the company of unenthusiastic people. Mm. You have to avoid the company of unenthusiastic people. I said this in a conference on Saturday. People are like furniture. You just got to know what room to put them in. Because you don't put a bed in the kitchen. That's right. Okay? That's right. You don't, put no, you don't put a bed in the kitchen. You don't put a sink, you know, uh, you know, you don't put a sink in the guest room. Okay? No. So people are like furniture. You just got to know what room to put them in. But you've got to avoid the company of unenthusiastic people. So, listen, I had a, a sign one day in my office. I had it. It said, enter my office with enthusiasm or be fired with enthusiasm. I'm, a be, I'm going to be around people that are excited about life, that are drama-free, that are positive and motivating, and I'm going to avoid those individuals who are unthu- that just have no enthusiasm whatsoever for life to avoid mm. you. I'm going to, I'm going to move around you. I'm not going to deal with you because I don't have to. You know, people, again, will try to get us caught up in that. Well, you just can't be like that, bro, Joe. You just can't, you know, you got to deal. No, I don't have to deal with people who, who don't have enthusiasm. I don't have to spend a lot of time with people that don't have enthusiasm because here's what's going to happen. Either I'm going to affect them or they're going to affect me. Right. I had a friend. I, 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 I had a friend of 26 years was my brother, and I loved him dearly but he was always whining and complaining and there was never anything right with life. Here's a guy that had a master's degree in inorganic chemistry. I mean, he had the best jobs in the world, but couldn't keep a job because it was always the boss's fault or his wife's fault or whatever, just always complaining. And I found myself being around him and that thing jumping off on me and my, and I started to act like that. And that's not even my nature. And so I had to make a call to him one day and just say, Hey man, listen, for the next 365 days, I'm going to be loving you from a distance mm. because I have to get my enthusiasm spirit back up because you drain me, man. Every time I leave you, I feel drained, and you're never, ever happy. There's always something wrong, and that's when I learned that you've got to avoid the company of unenthusiastic people, and I don't care who that person is. Again, people are like furniture. You just mm. got to know what room to put them in. I didn't say you got to get rid of them, but you got to, you just got to put them in the proper room. And when you put them in the right room, you can live your life in freedom. Mm. I love it. I love it. So you says, uh, avoid the company of unenthusiastic people. Learn to love them from a distance. I learned to love them from a distance. Don't call me, but you can email me or text me, but don't call me because I don't want to hear your voice. That's right. Draining. I don't want. I don't want. I don't even want to get that, that that voice in my spirit. And I start that woe is me, and you start the woe is me. Some people you got to call and just tell them I'll be loving you from a distance because not everybody wants to go where you want to go. And there are people that know that you're going somewhere and they don't want you to go, and so they'll manipulate you. And it's not always what what they say, but people will try to manipulate you with how they look, their actions, their mood swing. They'll try to manipulate you and get you to start doubting what you already know that you need to be, you know, doing in life. So avoid them and keep it moving. 
Mm, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So when you were talking about the, um, you don't want them to call you because you don't want to hear their voice, what came to my mind was the effect of sound and how sound resonates through the mind and through the body and it affects, it evokes emotions. Yes. Mm. Yes. That's mm. why, you know, you know, and, and, and those that is on the, you know, those that are on the call now that are married or in a significant relationship, you know that that other person's voice has power in your life. You know, Brother James Rafika, you know, you guys, you know, can say certain <laughs> stuff to each other, and it has power. You know, yes, so you indeed. have to be yes. careful. You have to be careful of what you say. And sometimes, again, when we're not careful, we start manipulating people <clears throat> with our words. We'll say certain things because we know it's a trigger point for them, and it'll move them to a certain way or get them to do a certain thing. Or even we try to bring people to a point of guilt. So they start feeling guilty, you know, yeah. because they didn't do such and such for you, or I didn't do that. So they learn. And, and when people understand how you are and what makes you move and, and what your trigger points are, if you're not careful, you'll get around people, you know, that have – that, that was, it's almost like witchcraft. They'll start using that to try to manipulate you and get you to do what they want you to do instead of you doing what you know you've been called to do. Mm, beautiful. I think they can make songs about this. Some lyrics, loving you from a distance. I think somebody yeah, on the line is probably is writing notes right now, brother. We're going to hear this on the radio tomorrow. They, better not they already like have some thing. songs about the sound of your voice and what it does to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm having fun here. So we're moving pretty good, bro, because uh, there's a bunch of things that we want to talk about once we complete the acronym. But okay. the letter C, the letter C in the word peace, what, what, do, what do you want to convey with the letter C? Okay. So not only do we have to pace ourselves to slow down, not only do we need to exercise our right to live drama-free, and then we must avoid the company of unenthusiastic people. The letter C is you got to cut away the clutter in your life. Mm. You have to cut away the clutter in your life. It's just like a garage that's full of clutter. There are times that you have to go out there and you have to clean out that garage and you have to get rid of what has no more use for you or sell it or give it away or do it but you have to get that clutter out of your garage. So why? So you can start parking your car in there, or you can start parking some new stuff into your life. So you can start uh, getting people in your life that need to be in your life. So oftentimes we have so much clutter, folks can't get to us. The people that need to get to us, the people that can help us, the people that can help change our lives can't get to us because we have so much baggage from the past and so many issues from the past, and we have so much clutter from the past that nobody can get to us with new stuff. And so you mm. gotta you gotta cut away the clutter, and I don't whatever and whatever the clutter is to you, that's for you to decide. But I know what my clutter is. You should know what your clutter is. But you gotta cut away the clutter in your life, and you gotta clean house. You gotta you just gotta you know it's 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 almost like you know Japanese use the word called feng shui. You know you gotta be able to you know just set your house up, set your life up where you have at least as possible but you have everything you need to move, everything that you need to move forward. You don't need a whole bunch of stuff to be successful. You just need the right kind of stuff. Well, brother, I think so one of the things. What, what are some, wait, James, what are some mm-hmm. of the, the steps you, you can take to clear away the clutter? Okay, number one, you got to make a decision that you need to clear it up. You know, the, the, first, 
the first thing that you need to do is in order to start the process of cleaning away the clutter is make a decision that that's something you need to do. Because oftentimes people don't decide, but what they don't realize is not to decide is to decide. When you don't make a decision, you just made a decision. So you got to make a decision to clean away, uh, to clear away the clutter. The second thing I believe that you need to do is you need to define what your clutter is. You need to define it. You need to be able to call it for what it is. And you need, you need to be able to say, this is the clutter in my life. I made a decision to get rid of it. This is what it is. And then I think the third thing that you've got to do, and, of course, there's so many more things. This is on, I'm just talking off the top of my head. Then you've got to take action. Because, Rafika, what happens is we see the clutter. We see the garage needs to be cleaned out. We can identify the stuff in the garage that needs to be, you know, that needs to go and given away or whatever it is. But we always say what? I'll get to it tomorrow. I'll do it oh. tomorrow. I was just getting ready to say that, Joe. Right. I'll do it tomorrow. And tomorrow (laughs) never comes because you you, you never do what you say you're going to do. So now you look up a year, five years, ten years from now, and you're still in the same place, and you're still living around that same clutter. Mm. So you got to decide, you got to identify, and you got to take action when you talk about uh, uh, cutting away the clutter in your life. Well, so that's a three-step process, but I can tell you, Sometimes it's not just the taking action. The reason why people hesitate to take the action is because when they thought they identified something that they originally attached emotional value to, or maybe mm-hmm. think it has physical value, it really it, it, the value has been lost because they have not used it, but they don't see that. So they're going to hold on to it for a little longer. I think if I hold on to it for a little longer, I'll, I'll use it again. It'll have mm-hmm. value to me again. So you have to right. really, like you said, make a decision. Do you want to continue holding on to things that are not producing or uh, or, or making your life better? You have to cut it loose. You got to right, let it go. The whole, yeah, because Brother James, the whole you know the whole adage is, if the horse is dead, dismount, mm. get off, move on. Mm. And sometimes, as you know, it's just like a car if you live in the East Coast, right? If you let that car sit out and you keep letting that snow hit it, it's going to eventually, year after year, after the years go, it's going to start rusting out. It's going to start rusting. So if you, mm-hmm. don't get it in, if you don't get it under protection, if you don't get it into a garage, if you don't put a cover over it and don't protect it, then it's going to eventually rust out. So I'm saying that to say that some things and sometimes – we keep stuff longer than we should keep it. Some stuff you should have let go a long time ago because it had no more value. Mm. And it's not just things. Sometimes it's people. Absolutely. Like I said, you have to define what your clutter is. Yes. yes <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All righty. And we're going to uh, finish this acronym off with the letter E. Or the second letter E, the first one was exercise your right to be drama-free. What is the second E in the word peace? You know, it's simple. It's something that I think um, we need to do more of. Uh, And I think when we begin to do more of this, then we'll find not only significance, but we'll find uh, that our lives will be much better and our direction for our lives will be a lot more clearer. And so the last E, is that you must end each day on your knees. Mm. You got you got to end each day on your knees. 
you got to end each day in prayer, man. You got to talk to God. I believe that a conversation daily needs to happen with God, particularly before you lay down and you close your eyes. You and God need to have a conversation. I always say we need to major in that class called neology again. Neology. Get on our knees. Right. Get on our knees. And when I say knee, I, I, I say knee in, in, in the same language that I would say if you're standing up or if you're sitting in your car or if you're sitting on your bed or if you're laying across your pillows, it's the same thing. You need, you need, you need to end each day on your knees or in a conversation with God. You all need to talk about the day. You need to talk about tomorrow and, you know, what the plans are for tomorrow. But I think that we have to begin to develop a solid relationship with God and begin to share and to begin to talk and allow him. I think you got to put your mouth, I mean, you got to put your ear up against God's mouth and let him just speak into your purpose. And you got to talk. You got to talk. So I think you got to end each day on your knees, man. Wow. That's very humble, you know, um, when you think about on your knees, you know, it's, it's, it's really saying that um, you're seeking um, forgiveness, but also, even more so in this day and time, it's, it's, a, it's a form of gratitude. Yes. We made it through another day. Right. God, God didn't have to allow us to live a full day. Our day right. could have been shortened. It could have not even begun. But here I have right. an opportunity to end this day, and so I should give thanks for that. Because somebody didn't end. Because somebody didn't make it through the day today. That's true. Somebody didn't. Get, somebody didn't get up this morning. Somebody didn't have the access of their limbs to be able to move around like we're able to move around. There are people that are breathing on machines right now. There are people that are paralyzed and cannot walk. There are people who are in bed and cannot get out of a bed. There are people right now who can't even raise their arms even give God praise, but yet God allowed us to wake up. He allowed us to have access of our limbs. He allowed us to have strength in our bodies and a voice in our tongue, and we need to use that. If for nothing else, Brother James, we need to use that to talk to God and say, Lord, I, just, I thank you. I thank you. I, 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 I appreciate all that you do for me because you, you didn't have to do it because I'm going to tell you, people out here that don't think they need God, you think there's no significance to that? Let them stop breathing. Let them get in an accident. First person they call on is God. So before we get to that, let's start building that relationship with God on our knees and letting him know how much we appreciate and love him and adore him for who he is. Mm. Well said, brother. And I just say this, at the end of the day, like you said, it was God's choice to allow us to have a day. And so for right. us to complete our day and come to him and say, thank you. Thank you. And then ask him for a peaceful rest because many right. of us, many of us who close our eyes, we stop breathing time and time again during the night. And it's only God that allows us to wake in the morning to so come on, see man. another day, you come know, on, man. So, yes, yes, you know, sir. and I say that knowing that I'm one of those, you know, Me that, too. You know, that I stop breathing in the middle of the night, maybe a hundred times. Who knows? I don't count. Who knows? Right. But God knows. But he gives me right. the breath of life so I can start another day, another day to do something better, do something good for, for my fellow man. So right. I thank you right. really very much. And I hope that pe- folks took the time to go ahead and write down these uh, this acronym because it's very simple, but it if if applied in our lives, 
It'll make us better people. And as you said it from the beginning of this conversation, if we have more peace in our life, then we'll be much healthier physically. Our spirits will be lighter. You know, uh, yeah. we will get more done today. We will enjoy yeah. life that much more. So let's yeah. practice peace. And as Jesus, as he came before his disciples, and every time they departed from his presence, they always said, peace be unto you or upon you be peace. And so we must practice that. That's a prayer all of itself. It's a prayer to have someone say, peace be unto you. You know, you could give them someone a sandwich or you give them a cup of coffee, but it's nothing more than giving. If you gave them peace, you gave them everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we have right. to practice this in our lives today. So, brother, um, I feel like this is something that we're going to post on on, this, on the uh, Internet today, uh, tonight and tomorrow, hoping that people take a portion of this that you have given us and use it. But I want to switch topics right now for a hot minute because it was something you said to me when we were talking the other day about purpose. And you said to me that you believe that God has placed in your heart as a purpose to, uh, to minister unto men. Can you talk about that? I think you used the phrase, um, what was it that you used, Joe? It was, it was dealing with um, building up men, but you, you, you said a particular phrase. Can you talk about that for me? Because I thought it was something I could relate to. Yeah, you know, again, I, you know, and, and I think everybody's aware of the fact that I have the, the privilege and the honor and the great opportunity to meet, uh, you know, Minister Farrakhan when I was in the uh, the airport, and he was very gracious and kind, allowed me to take a picture with him, uh, shook my hand, and. Uh, you know, I, I've always, I've always had a passion for men, um, and it's just grown uh, even larger and larger as the days go by. And so, I've created this this movement that I'm I'm about to start called Man Code Unlocked. And so, um, but I think that my purpose in life is to build up men. I think my purpose in life is to talk and speak into the heart of men. Um, you know, somebody once said that, you know, uh, the man who said it couldn't be done should stop bothering the man who's already doing it. Um, mm. And that some men see things that they are and say, why? And you and I must now dream of things that never were and say, why not us? I just believe that my in, in these final years, next 30, 40 years of my life, that I've been called to speak into the heart of men. A lot of these men, you know, still have a lot of, you know, uh, boyish ways about them. And, 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 and so we've got to be able to speak clear and direct uh, to their passion and to their purpose. And I believe that God is raising up voices, not only mine, but yours, Brother James, and others. He's raising up voices for us to speak into the heart of these men that will help our ladies and our, and our children's and our mothers and our households become stronger. Because I believe that when men are stronger, our, our, our churches are stronger, uh, our mosques are stronger, our lives are stronger, our marriages are stronger, our children are healthier when men absolutely walk in their purpose and they live in their passion. And so for me, man, I just want to take the time to really focus on developing and training men as I'm being developed and trained. I've not mastered this thing, man, but mm-hmm. I believe that God has given me some insight of these last 53 years that I've been here on this earth, and I've got some incredible mentors 
uh, of men, much like yourself, who yeah. are mentors alike that can mentor me and still help me progress through life. But I've made a decision that as a man, I want to be the man that God has called me to be, and I want to live the life that God has called me to do to live as a man. I think the greatest compliment I ever received in my life was when my son Isaiah came up to me a few weeks ago. We had gone out to dinner, and he said to me, he said, Dad, I'm proud of you, man. He said, because you never quit, man. You never give up. You always keep moving forward. And then he said, I don't know what me and Joe's life would have been like had you not been in our life. And, man, mm-hmm. I tell you what, that did the world for me. And then my that same son had a son two years ago, and somebody had said to him, uh, man, you don't know how to be no father, man. You're too young. You don't be no father. And Isaiah said to him, and I was in the room, but he didn't know I was listening. He said to the guy, I do know how to be a father because I mm. watched my dad raise me mm. and my brother. That did everything for me, man. And Well, uh, yeah. brother, uh, I'm going to say to you is that this is a conversation we're going to continue with. But I want to say we're going to go to a quick uh, a, a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to go wrap Right back to this conversation, have a few a points of interest that I want to bring to you and, and have you to give me some feedback on, and then we're going to uh, wrap this up. So make sure when we come back that you have all your contact information for the listening audience, and um, we'll be right back. The Keys 107. We'll be right back. <laughs> Fluff presents the alphabet is available on Amazon.com and on Kindle. So get your copy today. For more information, visit them online www.thefluffffamily.com. All right, we are back. We are back. We are back. Okay, Joe, uh, is your mic still hot there? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can, I can hear you. I can hear you. All right. Okay. So thank you for uh, indulging. We had to pay the bill, so to speak. And um, just we wanted to make sure that everybody knows that the Fluff um, uh, Alphabet is a creation by Rafika, the host, the co-host of this show. And it is a story that really talks about family because that's what it's all about. When you talk about restoring the man back into the home, and placing them back at the head of the table, it's all about the creation and the maintain the maintain maintaining of a family. And so that is the point of contention that I think that most of us uh, can see that we've have over forty percent of America woke up this morning without a a man in the home maintaining the family. And that's not just a a, a black thing. That's a black and white thing. 40% of the homes in America this morning, when no family woke up this morning, there was no man there to maintain them, secure them, and protect them. Joe, talk wow. to us about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and, and those are facts, man, you know, and it's not and it's not just a, you know, black thing, it's a white thing, it's a Hispanic thing, it's a male thing, it's a man thing, you know, and so we've got to be very urgent about, you know, speaking into the heart of men and getting them to come back 
and taking their rightful place. And it's important that women understand the importance of building these brothers up and speaking life into these men. Um, you know, the voice of a woman is so powerful um, that she can sometimes make you or break you. And so I think with both folks, with both the male and female working together, we can restore the man back to his rightful place, and he can take back his responsibility of being a man, of being a provider, being uh, head of household, you know, taking care of his children, loving his, his wife, and, you know, so I, I think those are the things that are really important to me because I believe I run into a lot of men that want to do that, but they just don't know how. And yeah. so we got to give them the how-tos. We've got to teach them and train them, and, uh, and then we've got to show them as well. So it's not enough just to talk it, but you got to walk it as well. And so we've got to be a living example of what true manhood looks like. Absolutely. And I thank you, Brother James. And, yes, Brother James, sir. I thank you because since meeting you, you have inspired me to be a better man. You have inspired oh, me to be man. a stronger man and to take the – and you've given me courage to to go after what I know that I've been called to do. And just being in your presence, it makes me want to be stronger. It makes me want to do better. It makes me want to strive. And so I wanted to share that with you. I don't want to tell you that once you're gone or say it to somebody else. I want you to know that you have been an absolute uh, strength in my life, man. And, uh, you know, we are brothers for life, man. And I, and I, 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 uh, I appreciate that. And I love you for that. Well, brother, I equally love you for that too, because that same spirit I get from you. And it's a, a saying that we have in the nation. We say that men sharpen men as steel sharpen steel, you know, and as we come into each other's, um, uh, presence, we bring a certain energy and what I may be lacking you have. And as a brother, you give me the strength that you possess. And as a brother, I give you the strength that you need to make you a better man, to make me a better man, because we are our brother's keeper. And absolutely, you know, uh, this is what we have to do. This is why when you said that you want to minister unto men, it's so important because um, if you if we're able to get the men to stand up, yeah, and take their rightful positions, most of the problems that we labor over, most of the drama that we have in our homes, on the job or in the streets, in the church, in the mosque, would dissipate because yep. real men. It's on the scene. And I think that's a worthy job. I think that is, uh, God has anointed your heart to look at that and see it as something worthy for you to do. You know, you don't have to know everything about it. I know you don't have a, uh, what do you call a manuscript, but you right. know, but through you, one could come. Right. You know, somebody asked Brother James, what is true manhood? And, and what, what does it look like? To be a man, you know, and, and the word of God, you know, my Bible teaches me that in First uh, Corinthians, uh, he says, when I was a when I was a child, I spake as a child. I thought as a child. I did things that children do. But when I became a man, I put away those childish things. So you can identify a man by not what he keeps, but by what he puts away. And when we understand that, we understand 
what true manhood is and that we say as a man, I'm putting away these childish things. I'm putting away these things that would defame or, or hurt my character or, or bring uh, uh, misery to my family or bring misery to my children. I'm putting away those things. I'm putting away those things. But I'm, I'm going to now become a man. I'm going to do things that men do and how men act and how we gather ourselves. I think it's important, you know, that as men we put away some stuff and uh, that is not doing us any good. But you are so right. But we need examples. We do. We do. Oh, oh, oh one second, brother. Rafika, I need for you to come on can in. Can you hear yes. me? Yes. You can hear me? Yes. I think this is a good time to let the callers who are in the queue know that if they want to join the conversation, talk to Joe Washington or you or me, they can uh, hit the number one on their keypad and let us know that they're ready to talk. And those of you who are tuned in online and you have a question, you can inbox us on our Facebook page at the Keys 107 Network, or you can call in, 213-943-3618, 213-943-3618. And you are live with the Keys 107 with our very special guest, man who we honor, Joe Washington, who is the founder and author of the book, Let Average Go, and the founder of the Let Average Go movement. Hmm. Okay. Well, thank you, Rafika. She, she always got to keep us on point. That's why we have to know as men that our greatest counsel sometimes comes in the form of a woman. And if we can't respect yes. that, then we lose out on some of our blessings. You yep. know? I mean, matter of fact, most of our blessings come through through the woman, you know what I mean? And, and and that's why we have to protect them. We have to uh, nurture them and, and respect them by all means. And we have to teach that to, to all the men. Men don't know that right now because most of us are abusing the women, you know, uh, mistreat them and disrespecting them and then expecting good things to come from them. Right. You know? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us that he says, there's no such thing as a no good woman Unless there's a, a a no good man who made them that way, and I'm paraphrasing, but you get the picture. They didn't get that way by themselves if they're no good. There was a no good man that made them into a no good woman. You said so, a no good woman was made by a no good man. Yes. So we got to fix that man. All right. Uh, Joe, you still so that there? That reminds me of the um, that reminds me yes. of the conference that you and Reverend Benjamin um, held here in uh, Long Island, and you had a, a men's a men's empowerment conference, and you were surprised to see that there were some women who came through the conference too. Yeah, and I, I think believe I was, the consensus was that yeah. I, I think I shared that with Joe. I said, you know, you bring a bunch of good men together, you, you don't have to worry about where's the women. They'll be knocking at the door. Absolutely. So, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So we we got to lead. We got to get it together. We got to get together. So um, I do know that you want to launch this next thing with the men's with this men's movement very soon. Can you give us an understanding? Of any of projections? Uh, what's the next step with that? And how we can help? How can we get involved? Yeah, you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be launching it in 2017, probably around. Uh, I'm probably gonna do it around that April, 
I mean, March, April time sometime, but it's going to be in 2017. So I'm working on the graphics and um, creating the Man Code Unlocked uh, workbook uh, that we're going to be teaching from. And so my goal is to set up chapters throughout the country. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll have a different chapter, like we'll have a chapter in New York, a Man Code Unlocked chapter in New York, and, you know, where brothers can come and get more teaching and learning and understanding. Um, and this is open to all men. This is not a, 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 a spiritual thing, although it is spiritual, but it's open to all men who want to come and just know more about manhood and the significance of manhood. So probably around that March, April time, I'm going to be uh, launching it and, and uh, you know, so everything will be in order. So I definitely will keep you uh, posted on what we're doing, brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, go ahead, Pika. Joe, the, when we met with you in the summer at Lonnie Gamble, is Lonnie Gamble on the line, James? It's possible. There's a lot of folks on there, so Lonnie would have to raise his okay. hand. Yeah. <laughs> Raise your hand, Lonnie Gamble. Raise your hand, Lonnie Gamble. Well, uh, for those of you tuning in, Lonnie Gamble is is a very close friend of ours, and he is the founder of Kappa, that is an after-school program, empowerment program for young people uh, in uh, Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and he is now launching the YGs, the Young Gentlemen's Program in Philadelphia. And Lonnie called me one day and he says you have to talk to this guy Joe Washington and so Lonnie brought us all together and in the summer Lonnie had a program uh, for Capra in um, Philadelphia we went Joe was keynote speaker there and we had a chance to get a hug and shake hands with Joe Washington and that was a great moment for all of us because sometimes when you meet people virtually you connect but there's nothing like the face to face (laughs) Absolutely. Well, there's no one raising their hand here, so I take it that no one wants to talk to Joe. Come on, folks. I see numbers from all over the country, from the East Coast (laughs) to the West Coast, on the line. Don't let me stop pulling you out of there now. (laughs) Well, well, Joe, as always, it's very informative. Well, I wanted, wait, James, I I wanted to uh, talk to Joe before he goes. How are you book. You cut off a minute. What did you say, Rafika? How are you doing with your children's book? Oh, it's coming along. The Average Breaker Cool Kids is coming, and uh, we're making a lot of progress. You know, that too will be released in 2017, where we're going to talk, you know, really dealing with young kids about how they let average go, and we're going to do it through the cartoon characters that I've created. And uh, so the book is done, so now it's just a matter of just getting it edited and uh, laid out and produced and all that. So it's coming along good. So early 2017, the release of that is going to be coming as well. That is so awesome. I, I saw um, some ideas you had for that, and I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see it. I think it's going to really resonate and connect with our young people on the level that you want to help raise them to become the men that they should be. Yeah. So I think this you is a good you? time to let... Oh, I have someone on the line that wants to speak with Joe. Okay. Steven, your mic yes, is live. Sir. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How's everybody doing tonight? Everybody's Excellent. fine. Good. 
I want to say this is my very first time, you know, tuning in, and I'm just so excited that I actually did so because I have, like, half a page worth of notes. I'm seeing things (laughs) happening, apparently, going on that's positive, that's nationwide, that unfortunately doesn't hit the news or hit uh, social media. So I just want to say, as a first-time listener, I'm I'm feeling very empowered and uh, well-informed. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Well, welcome, Stephen. Um, is there something that you wanted to say directly to Joe Washington? Caller, this is James. May I have your name? May I have your name? Caller, 909. Can you hear me? Hello, caller. Can... <laughs> I, I think this is a good time. This is probably the best time to remind people to take their phones off mute when they call, when they call in because... I remember one time we was doing a show, Joe, and the lady was just she had a she had some very poignant points to make and she was on mute for the whole thing. <laughs> well, I think nine oh nine your uh your phone is off or is live. You can you can check in with us. Okay. No problem. Call us six seven eight area code. Your mic is live. You can check in with us. Okay, okay. Yeah, I apologize. I guess the, the call just dropped just then. Oh, okay. You called right back then? Okay. Yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir. I w- yeah, okay. it was, uh, the purpose, purpose of the call was to ask uh, Joe, you know, out, out of your, your career of working with so many people from young and old, um, corporate and, and, you know, just everyday people, what would you say is the very most, the very number one problem that's affecting young male uh young males bonding and coming together. What's affecting them in terms of what? Say that again. In terms of young men coming together and and, and uh you know, coming together and, and building some form of a teamwork towards a common goal. I mean we, we do it very easily when it comes to sports. We do it really mm-hmm. easy when it comes to gang affiliation, but you know, what, why is it so difficult for us to do it when it comes to, let's say, going to college or, you know, starting our own business? What would you say is that number one problematic factor? Well, you know, I teach in my book, Let Average Go. The, in fact, the seventh principle, the letter E, is empower your belief system. And so I believe mm. one of the reasons why most of us don't achieve the type of life or see the type of life that we've always dreamt of is that we don't believe it's possible for us. We believe it's possible for everybody else. It's amazing how we can believe for everybody else and we can't believe for ourselves. We can't see ourselves doing it. And so to me, it comes down to what you, to your belief system and what you really believe. And, and unfortunately for a lot of people, they've been told certain things that they've carried over into their adult life, you know, so they believe the hype. They believe the story about them. And so I think to get over that is that you've got to stop rehearsing the story and stop believing the story that's been told about you. Many people know that I stuttered and had a severe speech impediment for many years of my life, and I was called the woo-woo boy. And uh, many of those same people told my mother that I would never be able to articulate or to enunciate. But, you know, I didn't believe the story. I believe the story that my mother gave me when she told me that it was just the reason why I couldn't talk was just that my brain and my mouth hadn't caught each other. And so I think we have to start believing in ourselves and start believing uh, what is possible if we're willing to participate in our own rescue. And so we've got to raise our belief system uh, and we've got to take it to the next level. Joe? Thank you. We do have uh, several callers now on the line that want to speak to you. 
Next line up is Monica Renee. Monica, your mic is live. Stephen, thank you. Thank you so much. First of all, I just wanted to say thank you for this platform. It is truly empowering. And, um, yeah, I, I just I, I wanted to let you know that just as Joe said that he wanted to give you basically your roses now. So I'm giving them to you as well. I'm paying mm-hmm. it forward. Um, mm-hmm. Joe, I would like to know um, if you could give perhaps three um, examples on how we can facilitate letting average go. Well, that's simple. You know, again, I'll just give you three real quick. And, again, it's all based around my book of Let Average Go of me taking the word average and creating Mm -hmm. the seven principles. So, you know, I'll just use ABG because that's the abbreviation. So I think the three basic things that we need to do when we decide to let average go is, number one, we've got to adopt the right attitude. Okay? You've got to have the right type of attitude. You've got to have a positive attitude. And then I think, number two, you've got to value your time. You've got to stop giving your time away to people who you think are more important than you, and you got to really begin to look at your time as an a asset for you and as a resource for you to live the life that you've always dreamt of because time is the one commodity that we can never, ever get back. So not only do we adopt a positive attitude and value our time, I think the third thing we've got to do is that we've got to establish some goals for our life. you got to have written goals. It's been said that a short pencil is better than a long memory. So you got to write your goals down. You got to create a dream board. You got to you got to have the me I see is the me I'll be. So attitude, time, and create goals. I think are the three probably major steps in, in getting us uh, toward the uh, goal of letting average go. Thank you so much, and I'm going to add that to the acronym of peace as well. Thank you mm-hmm. much, uh, and Thank God you. bless. Appreciate you. Thank God you. God so bless much. you too. Okay, we did have another call on the line who dropped the call. Um, well, 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 he's back again. Well, I don't know. Well, he must have <laughs> dropped the call. <laughs> okay, so very interesting uh, communication with folks. I think what we're hearing, Joe, is that the words that you are giving um, to the people is more than just inspiring. It's informative, and it's absolutely on time. And it's in, it's in accordance to what people need to get their lives in order. So we want to encourage you to continue in this process. And it's doable, Joe. What you what you give, even with the book "Let Average Go" as a beginning, and what you've given us today, the, the piece, and just to let all of our listeners know that 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 uh, strategy to bring peace in your life. Joe did that just for the Keys 107 listeners. So this is an exclusive. exclusive. But it's doable, Joe. It's not yeah. It's not hard. You know, what, what you give us is not hard. It's not something that you have to plan five years in advance to, to accomplish. You can start this tonight, right away. Absolutely. And, and, and that's a very good point, Rafika. And that's why I created these simplistic... Um, steps that one can start using today. That's why I'm saying I don't want to be a part of the raw rock group that just inspires you. Right. It sounds good. You get hype, but then Monday come, you know, grown people got grown issues. They got grown car payments, grown uh, uh, food they got to buy for these little grown kids, grown mortgages and all that. So you don't need no raw rock. You need steps that can start moving mm-hmm. forward to letting average go once and for all. And so I believe that those seven steps that we created from the book of let average go are very simplistic and, uh, 
we've been able to take this message all over the world, and uh, the best is yet to come. Joe, if someone wanted the book right now, how could they go uh, go about acquiring the book, Let Average Go? Yeah, just go to letaveragego.com and uh, order your book, and we'll ship it out to you. Mm, beautiful. And I want to, one other question. I know you have such a busy schedule, and I just wanted to say we really didn't, right before the commercial break, we went into the fact that you, as you were leaving, I guess, somewhere from a speaking engagement, you, in the airport, ran into Minister Louis Farrakhan. I believe it was Houston. Is, am I correct? That's correct. Mm-hmm. And we believe that nothing happens by chance. That that was divinely um, in order, and meeting him made you feel a certain way. Can you express to us about what that feeling was in terms of how you're going to be moving forward from that from that point? Yeah, you know, we we've heard, you know, and people have said so many things about you know Minister Furkan. They have their own ideas and their opinions about him, but I can only share from my personal experience there. Um, on that Sunday and meeting him in the airport uh, and shaking his hand and his graciousness and, again, his kindness toward me. Uh, he's been one of the, the main reasons why and what has inspired me, me to reach out to men because he's been doing it all of his life. And, uh, and so after speaking with him and talking with him in the airport, I just felt more inspired, more um, hungry to go after and to teach men and to train men, you know, uh, Minister Furcon, of course, is a lot older now. And he's getting older. Uh, you know, the years are coming. And so we've got to have some other men, some other soldiers out there that are going to represent and, uh, you know, speaking into the heart of our men. And so it just inspired me, Brother James. It inspired me. I was grateful. Uh, I was blessed to be able to meet him, and I was honored and privileged. And, uh, uh, and so it's motivated me to want to be better, to do better, and to really, like I said, go real hard after, you know, helping men you know, reach their full potential and live out their purpose. Yes, yes. Well, I just wanted to make sure the listening audience hears that because that same spirit that you received from him, most of us who have met him, some who have not ever met him, but just listened to his words via the Internet or maybe seen him at a speaking engagement, you know, from afar, have taken that same um, energy and have incorporated it into our lives and it has become our purpose to be the example or to help build men. And I, 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 I say that you joined on. It's, it's, it's an army. Folks don't see it. But it's an army of men who are desirous of being good men. And so right. I thank you right. for right. sharing that with us in the audience. Right. And I think and one, of the, one of the things that Joe mentioned in his first, um, um, his first appearance at the key on the keys 107 he talked about having a mentor he talked about having somebody that you admire who you can emulate yourself after and want to be like to you have to have somebody that's going to raise the bar in your average so that you could let it go mm, and move yeah. forward yeah, and you have to yeah. be able to identify who that person is, and then they have to have those qualities that you look for. And I think Chris Hickey spoke about that, James, yes, about yes. identifying the qualities of what makes a man. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And, you know, and, and I think, too, guys, 
you know, uh, you know, when I study the word of God and I look at the life of Christ and know who he really is, that he's not the, the guy who looks like Brad Pitt uh, or these images and stuff that we've seen, but we know who the real Christ is and what he stood for. You know, to me, he was one of the greatest examples of manhood and his, uh, his, his diligence uh, to raise up men, to raise up disciples. Uh, there was nothing feminine about Christ. There was nothing girly about him. He was a strong man, and he walked in a strong manner. Uh, and so, you know, when I, when I look at the examples of Christ and what he's done and how he's lived, uh, you know, that inspires me as well. When I look at a, a minister Farrakhan, that inspires me. When I look at a, a brother James Muhammad, that inspires me. When I look at, uh, you know, just different men who have come in my life, uh, it inspires me. So we can get inspiration from many things uh, as, long as, as long as those things are authentic and that they're real. Um, because there's some men and some, some situations I cannot follow. And I cannot walk yeah. after, no matter how successful they may be or how much money they may make. Uh, that doesn't make you a successful man because you earned a bunch of money or you live in a big house or you That's drive right. a big car. Mm. Uh, manhood is synonymous with who's around you, who's following you, what is your seed like. And so, again, what I said before, what I'm most proud of are the sons that I've been able to raise, my own sons who still want to be a part of their dad's life, who still encourages me. So it lets me know that I did something right in the lives of my sons and speaking into their purpose. So it encourages me uh, to keep moving forward because all of these men out here, all of these young men out here are my sons and my brothers and my uncles and my nephews. That We're all family, and so we have to treat it as such. Hmm. Well, brother, that is so well said. The only thing I can think of as I'm listening to you is the question that I posed to myself many years ago and the question that I posed when I look at other men, how are these men Christ-like? How am I Christ-like? Exactly. You know, and if you can't see yourself, the reflection of God in the mirror, then we have a right. problem. You have right. to let that man go. Right. You got to let him go. And in fact, the you know, man. in fact, the disciples, they asked Jesus one question, and that question was, are you the one or should we look for another? Mm. He said, I'm the one. Uh. I'm that guy. I'm the one. And so... That's, you know, when I look at, you know, men that come in my life, and like I said, with you, Brother James, I can look at your life. I met your son. I met your beautiful wife. I, I've tried your spirit, and I know that you are somebody that I can look at and emulate after because you're balanced, you're fair, you're, uh, you're direct, you're a man's man, but you're still gentle. You know, a lot of yes. times we think as men we got to be hard. We can't cry. We can't have feelings. All that, that doesn't make you a man because, you know, uh, you know, because you don't cry or whatever. What makes you a man is that you can cry, that you do have feelings, that you can be sensitive, that you can listen to your wife. Because I'm mm. telling you, they're smarter than, you know, these women are smarter than us. And so it would behoove us to listen and to take note uh, mm. because they just have certain innate abilities in them. So, you know, let's just go hard, man. Let's just go hard after these, uh, after, you know, after these men, and uh, I think that we can make a difference. So I appreciate you all having me on your call, man. I'm excited, and you all know, anytime you need me, I'm here. Well, we appreciate it. Now, I think we're at that point in time where we need to get some information that we can pass on to our listening audience to how they can connect with you and how they can reach out. And, and, and maybe uh, if you could tell them if you've got a, a speed engagement, it, coming up upcoming let them know where that, that's going to be and and so forth yeah so you know again they can reach me at uh www.letaveragego.com 
Uh, if you want to email me, you can email me at joseph at letaveragegold.com. Um, and I'm in the process now of building an app uh, that I'm going to be releasing to everybody. It's going to have my itinerary on there, where I'm speaking at, what I'm doing. Uh, for a lot of people that, that may not know, I've just uh, launched a brand-new church in Rock Hill and Concord, uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina, and Concord, North Carolina. And, again, my whole premise is to go after men, uh, to get them to come to Christ, get them to come you know, back to God, not to a building, but get them to have a spiritual walk and understand who they are as a, as a spiritual being in Christ. And so I'm excited about that. And, uh, man, I'm excited about uh, us continuing to grow our relationship and our friendship. Man, I can't – y'all need to give me a reason to come to New York, James. I need to come on, man. I'm going to work uh, on that right away. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to work on that right away because I definitely yeah, want you to come here because there's plenty of men who need to hear the yes. word that you're giving out. Let me make sure, though, www.letaveragego.com is your website. And Joseph – at letaveragego.com is your email? Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. I'm on I'm on I'm on Facebook at letaveragego.com and also Joseph B. Washington. I'm on Instagram at uh letaveragego.com and I'm on Twitter at letaveragego.com. Okay. So follow him. And so that you'll know what he's doing throughout America. You can follow him not only in the sphere of America, but he's in Africa and all over the place. He's out there on a mission to help folks let average go, support him, and, and wherever you see him, listen to him. He is our brother, and he's working hard in our behalf. So thank you once again, Brother Joseph B. Washington, let average go. And now, unlocking, well, man code unlock is next up. So that's what's up, my friends. May God bless you. Thank you. And so this is a good time to tell our listening audiences and to remind Joe that all of our shows are archived. You can listen to our shows on the keys on www.blogtalkradio.com slash the keys 107. We are archived on iTunes at the keys 107. And our website is under construction. So as soon as that magnificent technology is ready, we will let you know. So also, you can email us at suggestions at the keys 107 networkcom Send us your show ideas. Tell us how you feel about the show you just heard. And join our mailing list. We are getting ready to produce a newsletter that highlights all of the seven keys that we deal with. This is Real Talk, Real Solutions, Internet Radio at its best. I am Rafika, and I thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Your time is valuable, and we appreciate you taking a moment to hear what we have to say. Well, uh, this is the Keys 107 in pursuit of love, peace, and happiness. And to all our listeners, we'll be right back. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. But bottom line is you got to let average go, and you have to get fine peace in your life. And you know, James, today I think I... Rafika, I'm sorry. I thought it was a commercial break. Go ahead. No, go back. It's too short. Go. Okay.
Plus, presents the alphabet, is available on Amazon.com and on Kindle. So get your copy today. For more information, visit them online, www.thefluffamily.com. All right, folks. Have a pleasant night. We're going to play one song as we we uh, move Joe Washington and his movement, Let Average Go. Can you cue that song up, Get Up, Stand Up by Denroy Morgan? This is for you, Joe.
Hot the fire, hot the fire. Thank you, and God bless.